0: there wasn't like a single kind of method that I did for like the first 30 ish days that didn't provide some sort of positive result, but it into varying degrees, they all fell off in regards to sustainability. And, um, the worst one that I did, it was was my last kind of science, science project, if you will, was going plant-based and, uh, eating lots of raw food and it complete, and I great results (laughs) initially. Um, really great results. I felt great, I was shredded, but it it fell off hard and fast. And and then got to a point where I was like I was very depressed, I was very tired. I couldn't keep up with my training partners and I was just like dying out in workouts and I me and my wife had the absolute worst year of our marriage.
1: Welcome to the Win at Life podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build
0: a body and life you love.
1: I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today I'm joined by an amazing jacked and tan beast, Sam Dancer. Sam's a high-level CrossFit athlete and just an all-around awesome guy. And like many of us who've been lucky enough to find pro-metabolic eating, Sam has cycled through a ton of restrictive diets, from fasting to carnivore to plant-based and finally paleo. In this episode, he talks about the changes he had in his energy levels and mood during his cream dieting days and how it affected his training. What medications he was prescribed during this time for thyroid issues and more. How going pro-metabolic improved his training and performance. Tips on how to transition from paleo or low-carb diets to pro-metabolic eating. And what are the things you can measure to determine if pro-metabolic eating is working for your body or not, plus loads more. Now, before we get into it, I want to remind you of our next break free challenge, which kicks off on the 27th of September. If you're new to pro-metabolic eating or you've been implementing the principles yourself and you're not getting the results you want, this challenge is perfect for you. If you're like I once was, you've probably cycled through a lot of different diets and suffer from one or more of these issues poor sleep, constipation, bloating, low sex drive, fatigue, irregular and or painful menstrual cycles, PMS or menopausal symptoms, and it probably feels harder and harder to lose weight. I've walked in your shoes. I cycled through restrictive diets for a whopping 17 years of my life, and I trained just about every day to maintain my ideal body. I was so obsessed with food and I felt like I was either restricting or I was binge eating. The good news is I broke free and so can you. And that's why we designed this challenge. Over the four weeks, we'll educate you on the foods that optimize your metabolism, digestion, mood and hormones. We'll show you how to eat to fuel your body and build your own meal plans. We'll help you set custom macro targets then adjust them based on your specific goals. We'll show you how to train effectively in just three to four days per week so you can build lean muscle and lose body fat. And for those that do need to lose weight, we'll show you how to do it without starving yourself, cutting out things like carbs and dairy and sugar, and without flogging yourself with cardio seven days a week. You also get the opportunity to upgrade to a fully customized training program based on your goals, what equipment you have access to, any injuries you have, and how many days you can train. You get video feedback on your training videos so you can learn how to become a better lifter. You get a weekly check-in with myself and my ops manager where we review your data and nutrition and give you specific feedback on what you need to do to reach your goals. I'm going to pop a link in the show notes so you can join the waitlist and also check out some of the results from the previous challenges. We only run these a few times a year so don't miss out and before we get into the podcast don't forget to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram stories with your biggest takeaways and tag me at k-i-t-t-y-b-l-o-m-f-i-e-l-d. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hi Sam, welcome to the podcast. You big jacked, tanned beast. We're, we've just been talking for about an hour before this. It always happens yeah. with my podcast podcast guests. I need to book out like three hours so that we can have a big long chat at the start and then do the podcast. Sam, you're just the loveliest guy, and just he's telling me about how his his wife's pregnant. And they got a gym. He's they're doing this not for profit stuff with um with athletes. I'm just like, wow, you just must be so so busy and he lives all the way over the other side of the world um in the u.s but just yeah welcome to the podcast
0: thank you very much kitty it's an absolute honor and privilege to get to sit with you and and talk with you i've i've looked up to you for quite a while now and, and you've really helped just me integrate things into my life that helped me live more optimally and and just enjoy myself much more and and I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for the work that you do and the content that you put out the time that you put into that and making it entertaining and just being authentic and, and real with, with your audience. And, um, I love how you don't really sugarcoat anything and just tell it like it is. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for people like you on social media. Sometimes it's a tumultuous world and, and, I wonder why I'm even on it, but then I come across people like you and, and, and it leads to things like this, and, and I'm reminded as to why and how uh, the the internet can be uh, such a wonderful place. It is really
1: cool because I have connected with some amazing people and made some really good um, friends, and it's so nice to actually finally connect with you. And We've had such a great conversation about making babies and training and his wife, and she sounds very similar to me, I think. Uh, <laughs> In a way, just go, go, go. but um Sam's got a really good story too, and he was he's not always eaten pro pre-metabol- metabolically I should say. he's a high level crossfit um athlete. If you could see him now, he's a fine specimen, but fine specimen, big, jacked, tanned. Um, <laughs> he definitely looks like he trains um but sam so how how he's he's blushing now too he's like oh stop it but he, he's like stop <laughs> it but keep going kitty i mean everyone loves flattery come on um but uh so how were you eating like what would you because you know like when i think about crossfit i think paleo <laughs> mm,
0: so yeah, like, and that's probably like probably one of the worst things that it's not a bad thing but um when you're eating paleo, it's, it's kind of hard to get calories. You're just you're eating like – you feel like you're eating twigs and berries all the time and rabbit food and stuff, and it's just not, not super dense material. And uh, our caloric demands when I'm full-time training is a um, big number. I, I work my way up in, in calories throughout the season, but it, it can get up as high as like 8,000 calories a day. And that's, that's so insane. <laughs> yeah, that's tough to do with, you know, broccoli and, and chicken. Because was that uh, how you
1: were eating? Were you, were, did, well, did you do paleo for all? Talk, talk about the, the, your diets and your health. Yeah,
0: so I've, i bounced around quite a bit because internet, man, I was just saying great things about it, but there's so much information out there and mm-hmm. everybody's, everybody's saying something different mm-hmm. and, uh, and I would, I would try the thing. And part of me, um, part of me, I was talking earlier about treating my body kind of like my lab and it's, a, it's my science project and, and I enjoy trying new things to, to see, to see what the results are. And, uh, and I, I, I as as much fun as I had doing that and as much as I le- and I had fun because I learned so much, mm. I, I would attribute that partially to, um, what led to my disease mm-hmm.
2: um
0: and uh tried car backloading tried tried keto tried the uh, carnivore tried uh, the one I'm most embarrassed about tried to go plant-based um tried you know you name it I've I've tried it and um and each of them provided some sort of initial result but none of them sustainable granted i'm i'm not really doing a sustainable practice in my profession um i'm it's, it's, i don't know yeah it's, i wasn't eating a way that i should be to be able to support my uh my training and um but i actually i came from i came from initially like a physique background so i was probably doing my best eating um when i was preparing to get on stage and it was, but it was very plain, um, and probably a little, a little overboard with the meal frequency, just cause, I mean, you kind of have to do that to the, to the metabolism really firing and, and, and the, to get your cuts happening. So you're just, you're eating nonstop. It's like you're eating every two hours. And yeah, mm. but that was pro- probably when I was my, my healthiest, but then I got burnt out on that lifestyle. I didn't really, I didn't like the physique bodybuilding culture. Nothing really against it. It just wasn't for me. And um and I think because of like the I don't want to call it abusive, but the uh gosh what's the word for that? It was extreme. It was an extreme way of eating. And because it was so extreme, it kind of like had a bad taste in my mouth, you know, to always eating out of Tupperware and and cold meals and constantly stuffing food in my face and just eating rice and chicken, rice and chicken, rice and chicken. And um yeah, but I I end up not wanting to ever really eat like that consistent again and eating the same things and all that. And uh so I I stopped doing that and I went completely on the opposite end. And I went into uh, fast intermittent fasting, and I, I ate really huge meals uh, in very small windows—a small window. Again, got some great initial results from that, but yeah, I started running into some problems, and I'm like, "All right, what's what's the next thing?" And you know, just keep trying the next thing, trying the next thing, get some decent initial results with really all of them. Um, honestly, all of them. There wasn't like a single kind of method that i did for like the first 30 ish days that that didn't provide some sort of positive result um but it into varying degrees they all they all fell off in regards to sustainability and um the worst one that i did it was my last kind of science science project if you will was going plant-based and uh eating lots of raw food and it complete and i had great results <laughs> initially um really great results i felt great i was shredded um but it it fell off hard and fast and and then got to a point where i was like i was very depressed i was very tired i couldn't keep up with my training partners and uh, I was just, like, dying out in workouts, and I, me and my wife had the absolute worst year of our marriage. Um, we're competing together, too, on the same team, um, which is quite, quite a lot. Um, you know, just think of any high-stress situation with, you know, with your, your partner or even friends or anything. Like, the way you communicate in high-stress situations tends to change a little bit um if your if your heart rate's at like 70 when it's at like 180 190 you tend to talk a little differently to each other and and just feel you feel like you're in a war zone and so like we weren't doing very well i was depressed and eventually i just we're like i i told my wife i was like i i said i get why people kill themselves i i wasn't suicidal by any means but I just I could totally empathize with people who are who feel so bad that they're just like I, I would rather I'd really rather be dead and um, you know and, and it was a lot of things it was how I felt in my body and how I felt physically and my energy levels and, and not getting along with my best friend and just like life was miserable for me at, the, at that time and so once I told her that she's like all right Sammy we gotta you know what are we gonna do we gotta do something we gotta let's get you some help and um and and it it was we didn't really know exactly where to start um with it didn't know if i should like do i go talk to a therapist or or do i do i go to a doctor like what do i do and uh we um we talked about fate earlier we um We ended up having a sponsorship with this company called Inside Tracker who, um, test your blood and, uh, puts you up with like a a consult and you, you review your blood work with an expert. They, they provide you with, um, uh, a prescription, food prescription Mm -hmm. and, and, um, got my blood tested. I had literally no testosterone in my body. Um, my wife had more testosterone than I did. Um, and I, uh, had Hashimoto's. So my, my thyroid was completely trashed. Um, and at that, in that moment, I was so sick and so tired. I just, I just wanted to be better. I was willing to go do things outside of my ethics, my morals, my values. And, um, I should back up a little bit. Years ago, I was—I wouldn't say I was addicted. I just—I didn't know better. I was on tons of medicine, uh, uh, like ADHD medicine. Um, what's that shit called? Ambien to go to bed. You know, I needed the, the Adderall to get up, the Ambien to get down, the painkillers to to numb how shitty I felt. And um, yeah, just I thought I was taking medicine. You know, I thought I was taking things that were gonna help me and cure me but they were just treating symptoms and I didn't know that at the time so I was ignorantly taking them thinking that I was I was healthy and um and there were some other dietary things that I I did a, I was miserable after college on a shit show I did a GAPS diet which was really helpful to me Helped me kind of identify some some food allergies and stuff and things that were causing some inflammation I was able to mildly treat my asthma that I was having I used to have to walk around with like an inhaler everywhere. So I was able to kind of treat my asthma, kind of treat my asthma, um, and, uh, and, and, and get rid of some arthritic uh, symptoms I had from playing football. And, uh, so now fast forward back to my blood results. And, um, it's kind of like, I was sad getting those results because you're faced with the reality of it now, and you know that you're not healthy and that was really hard for me because I was, I've been in the health. I've been in the health profession, the health and wellness profession too. I own the gym. I'm, I'm, I'm our gym leader. I'm the guy that is supposed to be the guy to give you all the good information that you need to, to live and feel good and, and be healthy. And, and I felt, so I felt like a big phony and a big failure and that was kind of hard on my ego. But, um, same time I was like damn okay let's go to work like we we now know what's up I got some help figure it out and worked with a couple specialists with my Hashimoto's and my low testosterone outside of just that initial consult with inside tracker and I wasn't getting anywhere and I so I'd move on to the next specialist like what do you got and wasn't getting better everyone was prescribing supplements Nobody was really talking about food. Uh, Insane, isn't it? To a degree. Yeah. In, Inside yeah. Tracker did did talk about food a little bit um, and and helped me out tremendously, but I I needed like a lot more help. And I needed, well, honestly, if I probably would have stuck with the Inside Tracker thing and just doing the consultations with them, yeah. probably would have gotten some decent results over time. But I didn't have a lot of time. I was going to... Uh, the world championships for crossfit that year and trying to win those i just didn't have time so i was like i was really eager to get better really fast so i could go compete, and um and just i kept striking out and it was miserable i feel like i can't eat anything anything but i kind of went back to my gaps diet i remembered i had really good luck with that so i did another gaps diet and ruled out a bunch of foods that were giving me fit Mm. and that helped out quite a bit and then um I just I just went to town on researching everything thyroid and and testosterone and came across uh Josh Rubin Mm. um on Instagram and that's kind of where I learned about pro-metabolic eating and uh took a deep dive into, into that and basically trying to find all the people in the pro metabolic community mm-hmm. so that I could uh, get as much free information as I could off the internet and um, started applying, applying these things and started having tremendous <laughs> results. Um, and my testosterone went up to almost a thousand. I treated my Hashimoto's. I didn't have to, and I was, going to say earlier i was i was willing to so i, I had to tell that the pill story because i i end up having my like awakening to that pharmaceuticals are not they're not real medicine they're not like, treating anything they're just they're covering up symptoms so once i woke up to that i was like all right no more pills i'm done with that life and um, get my blood results and they're like oh yeah we could put you on synthetic you know, thyroid medication and we could put you on uh, TRT. And uh, with the TRT, I wouldn't have been able to compete anymore. But at that moment I was like, Dang, that's, I don't know that I give a fuck about competing anymore. I feel that bad, but thank God for my wife. She kind of was like, Sam, like, don't you want to try? Like, you know, that's not you. You don't, you don't do that. <laughs> like you don't do mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, like you, you need to figure it out. And so she kind of helped me stay on track and helped me like hold, hold true to my, my morals and my ethics and my beliefs and my values and all that stuff. And uh, yeah. And it, it happened rather, rather quickly. Um, it really, really fast. I just I started, eating more frequently and eating things that were easier to digest because my, you know, my gut was a little distressed as well. Hammering bone broth (laughs) and, um, and you know, there were some, there were whole food supplements, some whole food supplements in there and, um, getting some clean water and mineralizing my water and stuff like that. And it took off really, really, really quick. I got, I got healthy fast. And um, I'm happy that that health crisis happened when I was younger, and I have a little bit more of that kind of that bounce back. How old are you now? Um, I'm 34. Turned 34 two days ago.
1: And when was this? Um, when did this
0: happen? How long ago? It was two, 2018. So this was uh, three years ago.
1: Yeah. Okay. So just over thir- just 31, 30, 31. Did you absolutely notice too, like a huge improvement in
0: your training and your performance? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, It was kind of crazy because I was, you know, even when I, even though I wasn't, I wasn't able to always keep up with my teammates
2: Mm.
0: because I wasn't recovering fast enough, but I was still really, really fit. Even when Mm. I was really sick. And so that, that like, I, am glad I had that experience too, because just because you're fit and you look good doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you're healthy. Um, and I always just attributed my performance to my health and I was always a pretty damn good performer, um, even when I was really sick. And, uh, so now I I have other diagnostic tools besides just my performance. Well, if I would have looked at it from a recovery perspective, I should have known better that something was, something was off. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, yeah, so I stopped, I really, I stopped eating a ton of, stopped eating a bunch of freaking raw vegetables, Uh, cooking my vegetables when I did eat them made a huge difference. Uh, The raw stuff destroyed me. Um, I, I kind of went to a really simple diet. It looked pretty much like potatoes and uh, I I rotated my, my protein and uh, and I didn't mess with a ton of vegetables. I did a little bit of, of fruit, some melons. The melons tended to kind of be a little easier on my gut. Mm. Um, that, like The apples and oranges and stuff seemed to be a little hard on me. Um, I was okay with like berries, like some uh, strawberries or blueberries. So I was like strawberries, blueberries, melons um, boiled potatoes and, uh, a variety of, of proteins and, um, in, in making sure that I was consuming them frequently. I got away from that, you know, kind of bodybuilder lifestyle. And I, and then right after that, I went to that fasting lifestyle, you know, two opposite ends of the spectrum. And then I kind of like, you know, I wasn't really good at eating frequently. I would, dude, I'd have these big stretches in my day where I wasn't, I was eating, you know, what you call pro metabolic food, but I wasn't mm. eating them in a way to actually get my metabolism going. So started adjusting my meal frequency and, and being a little bit better at being prepared. It, it, and granted, it didn't go as psycho as, you know, eating every two hours, but I, picking up the meal frequency really mm. helped me out as well. And, and then as I continued to heal and even more and more and more I was able to, you know, consume, um, <laughs> non-pro metabolic foods with, without having such, such a horrible reaction. I mean, you mm. could get, I could get a cross contamination of gluten during that period and it would, I would be in bed for a full day, full 24 mm. hours, like mm. um, horrible cramping. Um, and very loose stools, like, yeah, wasn't wasn't good. And then, uh, but yeah, eventually got to a point, and I'm at a point now too, where I, you know, if I want to, if I want to eat a donut, or if I want an ice cream sandwich, or if I want some pizza, I can eat it and be fine, and actually feel really good. And, mm. and my body can my body can use that stuff for energy now. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. Me and my wife have this thing that we call or the edited version would be F off Friday. Um, and every Friday, we usually go get we go get pizza and and like some ice cream. And um, yeah. So I fucking that's love kind of pizza, like, eh? It's like, I reckon,
1: uh, sourdough pizza, would. Be, there's this place on the Gold Coast called Arlo's. And I went in there the other day and I was, I was like, to the guy, I was like, are you just so busy? I said, this is honestly the best pizza I've ever had in my whole entire life. Like, it is legit, just... And every time I eat it, Craig, I sit down, I'm like, Craig, this is so amazing. He's like, yes, you tell me how amazing it is every time that you eat it. But I agree. I pizza is just like an ice cream. It would be two of the best yeah. foods that there could be out there ever. I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's what we do. That's what we do every Friday. And, uh, I really like that. And I like that. I'm, I'm like that. I, I feel like I have a really healthy relationship with food now. And, um, I, I'm glad I just, I'm glad I finally found something that's just like, it's this, it's the most sustainable way of eating I've ever come across. Mm, and I feel the, the, this, this method, this idea of, 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 of pro-metabolic eating in, or, or pro-metabolic foods, or should probably call it pro-metabolic eating. Cause there's, there's more, it's, it's, it's more strategic than just the food like there's there's Mm -hmm. more to it you know there's Mm -hmm. there's what are you combining the foods with and 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 how frequently are you eating them and when and yeah so there's more to it i so i shouldn't maybe say pro food pro-metabolic eating i came across pro-metabolic eating and and saw how quickly i was healing eating that way and how and how sustainable the practice was and whether i was in season or out of season Mm -hmm. um and i I'm like, Oh, this, this, this is it. I've been looking for the truth this whole time. And and I, you know, I had to navigate through a bunch of dumb shit to to find it, but I'm, I'm glad I stuck with it. And I I'm glad I kept searching and trying new things. And, and it, it sucks that it probably took a health crisis for me to come to that understanding. Not that I think, I don't think it's going to take a health crisis for everyone. To get this especially when there's people like you and me with large audiences um that we can spread this message to and, and i don't want to make it like a it's not a competition between you know there, it seems like the carnivore world hates the you know the the people who eat carbs and then the, <laughs> the these people hate the people that only eat plants and i don't want to make it like a competition it's just for me personally and it seems like a lot of other people this is the most sustainable effective way of of consuming food to be hormonally sound and 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 it's it's enjoyable for me too that that was always another thing with a lot of other uh, other practices it wasn't enjoyable either mm. um, you know so i i just I, I i'm glad i found something that like for me, it's, it's, it's the truth. It's, it's the way there's, there's, I can't, it, it's it, at least it's for me.
1: <laughs> oh, look, I, you're preaching to the choir here, Sam. Um, so I just want to go back. Cause you know, I think for there are a lot of people that follow me that come from like, as you mentioned, keto fasting and um, paleo. So that were they the main sort of mainstreamy diets that you were doing prior yeah. to this. So if someone, yeah you know, um, was, has done or is doing one of those and they're transitioning to a pro metabolic style of eating. Well, I guess what tips would you give them? Cause Great I hear a lot of people like comment on, Oh God, I've, you know, like, cause if they haven't eaten carbs for a long time and they start to eat carbs, you know, they, some people gain weight, you know, some people get reactions to it. You know, let's talk about some practical tips of how to transition yeah. your diet and maybe some of the, issues that you faced but obviously you were like oh like me probably you like you knew you're on the right track so you just kept going
0: yep that's a wonderful question i'm glad i'm glad it got brought up because we tend to we tend to always go to the extremes and um and and we we neglect to progress through and transition through um this style of eating from another style and, and, and granted, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like it though. And each, I feel like each kind of method culture uh, likes to poke the, the bear with something and, and the, and <laughs> the pro, the pro metabolic folks, you know, it's, it's, I feel like it's the carbs, right. Mm. They're like, you know, always, it's, it's, and they are, it's you know, primary fuel cell, yada, yada, but, you know, kind of, like in your face about the carbs. And and so I think people, and you got to work your way up to that. You know, you can't just go from not ever eating carbs to throwing in 400 grams of carbohydrates in your diet.
2: Mm. And
0: so I think uh, making, just making small progressions, uh, especially if you're coming from a a low to no carb style of eating Mm. um, to just, or let's say you're coming from like a fasting you were fasting and then to go from eating one meal a day to eating five meals a day might be very overwhelming to, to your stomach and, and maybe other things. And, um, and, and your, and just your lifestyle too. Mm. Um, you know, you're, you're going from eating one meal to, to five. That's like, it's a huge jump. It, 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 I always, you know, again my lens is in the training world. So it'd be like, someone who is only training legs or let's no, let's be more realistic someone who is only training arms and then oh, I'm like okay uh you haven't trained legs let's just let's do a shitload of back squats today you know that's not how you would introduce someone to uh who's never trained legs to legs uh you would start off really really slow very very light and uh, and you would progress into more and more volume and intensity so and intensity uh, we'll maybe uh, reframe that into frequency for food, and uh, and in volume, we'll we'll use that for per volume for quantity. Mm-hmm. And so your your frequency and your quantities need to be uh, progressively introduced. So um, and just don't don't rush into it, and 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 know that it's um, you'll probably end up with a much more sustainable practice if you if you introduce it, uh, in a little more metered fashion and Mm. don't just don't go from, like I said, to never eating carbs to stuffing your face with carbohydrates. Um, it, 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 it it might eventually work out, but you're probably going to go through some really aggressive shifts, um, in your body. If you, if you you make big jumps like that, just like the, you know, the leg analogy, if you, if you never squatted before, and, and I have you do even unweighted. If I had you do a hundred squats and you'd never done a squat before you, you would be completely trashed. You wouldn't be able to sit down, walk up steps. You'd you'd be sore for a week. Mm. Um, and, um, and, and similarly our, our food can, 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 uh, uh, evoke a similar response Mm. and, uh, and it can be a little sometimes stressful to our body and be a little overwhelming. So, I love that question and and so my my long-winded answer is is just to to ease into it and 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 have progression Mm -hmm. all right so just if it it was one meal a day then 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 go to two and after a Mm -hmm. week of maybe two and you're and it's going well then add a third and if that's going well then maybe throw in you know a smaller meal or somewhere in between them or something like that and you've never eaten carbs just don't start hammering the carbs, but just work work small amounts into um, into your uh, your meal. Mm, yeah, I think. And then another another yeah. one. I do have one more thing that uh, because we do kind of ha- to maybe to maybe um, address the. So I, I did the keto carnivore type stuff. You know, so I'd, I'd find myself going to the fridge and just eating, I I call this snacking. Anytime you eat an isolated micronutrient, I consider that snacking. So Mm -hmm. I would go to the fridge and I would snack on maybe a a burger patty. So I just eat the burger patty, um, no carbs. And then I, but I'd eat my carbs later, you know, and I kind of like the, you know, the macros, you know, just hitting the macros rather than actually like organizing your macros together in a meal, Mm -hmm. Um, which I I don't, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, zone principles. Um, I don't like fully love it, but I, I love like the, the, the zone, the zone principles because it's, it's suggesting that you, you need to consume a, there's a particular, I don't like it because it's too standardized. And so I shouldn't like it for that. It's people's, (laughs) people end up screwing things up but you know there's there's definitely different ratios i think that like i was just talking about if someone's just coming off only eating meat then the the even the zone the zone ratios doing that many carbs might really jack you up and uh and throw you off i don't think it's going to really like in the long term like really cause a lot of problems or anything um but talking about sustainability of of things you want to have smooth transitions if you have really aggressive swings and and how you feel because of 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 throwing an abundance of of a new thing into the tank then it's you're you're not gonna just want that nice smooth progression you don't want to take off like that have these huge these huge drops um so um speaking uh so I was speaking on the the snacking versus eating a meal and, and some tendencies that I had from maybe eating like just carnivore style where I was used to just going to the the fridge and and grabbing just some protein to, to make sure that you are eating meals. You're not Mm -hmm. eating just the protein or just the fat or just a carbohydrate, but they're actually um, they're together in, in a meal and you might be able to make some argument for um you know this is a little picky and this comes from like some kind of some taoist practices with mixing food um and i played around with this a little bit i would still have my my entire meals i would have you know maybe my meat my vegetables and my starch and i would maybe just maybe just start with start with this and then i'd eat eat it all and then move to this and then eat it all and then move to that and eat it all rather than mixing it all up. There's just some theory behind, you know, kind of, especially if your, your gut is a little, think of it like this, I guess, um, you know, it'll be like kind of diluting the digestive potential um, when you start mixing things. And, and this is probably a kind of a poor analogy with it, but, you like drinking a bunch of water with your meal, you're, you're diluting the the acids in your stomach and, and potentially creating a little bit more difficulty in the in the digestive process. So, along the lines of that is is what you know, what that kind of that style of eating would kind of suggest. But um, just yeah, to make sure though, at the end of the day that you're you're eating full meals that contain a protein a fat and a carb
2: Mm.
0: uh, rather than than just hitting your macros and and when i was doing just like just macro eating i would i'd find myself binging heavily on protein Mm. no carbs and then i would end up binging on carbs and no protein or fat and so um and and just from my experience just the this way that i'm suggesting and that the the pro metabolic community is suggesting has worked the best for me on a Mm -hmm. performance level and a healing level it's worked for both Mm.
1: and um maybe just because there's like lots of new people that will listen to this podcast and people who are already eating pro metabolically but maybe you could just quickly touch on i guess for the new people sam Like what are the, some of the things that you measure that I guess would give you, um, insights into your health or your metabolic health. So you talked about when you were doing paleo and carnivore and keto and all these ones, you know, like low testosterone, no energy, you know, like talk about, I guess the markers and the things that you can look at that can tell you, I guess, whether or not this style of eating or living is really actually
0: working for your body. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I'll maybe start at the top and kind of work my way down. And I guess um, I, I think everybody, I don't, even if you're, you're healthy or you think you're healthy, um, getting your blood tested, like mm. just annual, just once a year. Um, mm. And and they look kind of expensive. Like for instance, the company that I work with is anywhere from like 180 to 500 bucks. And I do the, I do the big package, like the five hundred dollar one, but like it get it has got the most biomarkers. That—that that to me was the most life-changing data that I've ever received, mm. um, and, uh, and and really punched me in the gut too, um, just because it's it's so in your face. But uh, I would highly recommend every human being. Get their blood tested, and it looks expensive. But on the, the grand scale of it, you know, you, you'll end up saving money to in some way somehow because you're not going to continually be buying these little things that you're using to to kind of mask symptoms. Um, and it could be little simple things like uh, coffee. You know, mm-hmm. there's if you're if you're not getting enough energy through your food then you're going to probably try to supplement through caffeine and, and use that to, to bypass your uh your the lack of fuel in your body and it's, you're supplementing in that fashion or this pill to um, do this and this pill to do that whether they're whole you know whole food supplements herbs pharmaceuticals whatever um you know so get the blood test it, it's it's greatest thing that i've ever done um i i like the the playful stuff too that the happy hungry horny it's so simple but it's so it works so well and um and just like kind of your attitude as well um now that we've been able to it, it was mostly through the blood test stuff we were able to correlate um our shitty attitudes to our poor health um we're able to see now see that like if, if me and jenny or you know, maybe let's go me so i'm not attacking my wife all the time if i'm in a if i'm in a bad mood when i wake up or i'm just like i'm tired and i'm cranky then that to me is like a good indicator i'm like oh shit like i need to i need to probably drink more water and eat more food <laughs> hey, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um and um you know if i'm not waking up with an erection I probably need to drink more water and eat more food if I'm if I'm not waking up hungry and like excited to eat breakfast I mm. probably need to eat more frequently and get the metabolism cranked. so I love that one that one's so it's so simple and, and works so well but but uh and all these tools are great and and but yet yeah, I guess we're covering those things too but you got to know what to do with that information Mm. right so okay so okay i woke up today and i i didn't have an erection so what am i going to do about that like Mm. cool i'm able to check in with that but what am i going to do now and i i keep saying drink more water and eat more food because it didn't usually be those things um but uh and then the the pulse and the temperature i I find myself doing more just the body temp. It's really Mm. quick and easy for me in the the morning Mm. shirt. I know pulse is very easy to take, but I wear a whoop strap Mm. and so it doesn't take my temperature. So I do the temperature readings myself. And then I just uh, rely on the whoop strap uh, to give me uh, like my, my pulse and my heart rate, my HRV and like my sleep scores and all that stuff. So, um, and I, I know there's other, fitness trackers and stuff that uh, can, can give you those, those biomarkers. But uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I really, I really, 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 really like the whoop strap. Um, mm-hmm. it, and it's, they've, they've created really, um, a really low barrier to entry to get into them. Um, you can subscribe for like $30 a month and they send you, they send you the strap and, and, uh, and you wear it until you get what you wanted from it. And, mm. um, and I got a lot, I got a lot from it. I changed a lot of things in my life. Uh, and you start, that's what you start doing. When you start, you know, I talked about, you need to know what to do, but these things at least will start moving you to, to make changes. Like mm-hmm. if you, even if you don't know what to do, if mm-hmm. we never talked about any solutions to any of this, like it would start, it would still be in your benefit to to check in with these points and at least know that like changes need to be made. Mm. And then like, that's, that's where I, you know, so it is a great place to start. Even if you don't know what to do with that information, at least, you know, now you need to, something needs to give, something needs to change, something needs to be added. You know? So um, those are kind of like my, my favorite little, my favorite little thing. I really the mood one's great Mm -hmm. i really i really like that one now um because i i always attributed it so much to uh uh, my wife's being a bitch so i'm i'm just (laughs) in a bad mood and it's just like it's when you're healthy and you're feeling good rarely does really anything ever really knock me off um Mm -hmm. it 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 might like you know it doesn't it doesn't like take me to the ground and we're like whereas in when i'm not in as great health, mm. a health a little a little argument can put me in a, a shitty mood for three days mm. and when i'm ha- happy and well, when i'm healthy i'm happy and it's yeah. just, it's literally it's become that that's probably the best metric i have for for anyone and it's the, mm. the simplest one because if, if and if you're not yeah, for me, at least me, uh, you know, I uh, I feel like that's the way you have to protect yourself when you talk these days. You just have to say, you know, that's just my experience, but I would imagine it's 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 pretty universal across the board for people mm. that who are really struggling emotionally and mentally. They're mm. they're probably hurting physically. Um mm-hmm. and um and yeah, and it's so funny talking about these things because it's like what. What do you know? What a, what's such a novel idea that what we eat <laughs> would have an effect on our hormones and how we feel? That's uh, crazy. Do you, know? hey? <laughs> right?
2: so you reckon but now like, it like oh, makes
1: so much sense? You just like, I think back to all the oh, shit that shit. I did and I'm like, holy crap. I totally, I 100% agree. It's just, it, when you're in it, once you're in it, you just like, it makes so much sense.
0: Mm. So when, mm. when shitty things happen to me, mm. when I'm healthy, it's just like, I, in a way, I I welcome it. I'm just like, all right, let's go, let's go to work. Like, you know, let's, I, I enjoy a good challenge.
2: Mm. And,
0: um and yeah. And when I'm, when I'm not, and, and just like, just check in with it, you know, like mm. a little, like, uh, like on a travel day, mm. I, I'm probably a little crankier on a travel day. And why is that? Cause I'm, I'm not eating. Um, well, I do pretty well now these days, like bringing my food and stuff, but you still end up kind of, you know, it ends up not being uh, ideal uh, circumstances for um, nurturing yourself. Mm. You know, you're tucked in a chair all day. You're, you know, you, you really can only bring like so much food with you. So uh, mm. if you're, if you're traveling all day, it, it And, and typically when I do travel still, I'm not like, I'm not eating the same way I do when I'm home ends up Mm -hmm. looking like, you know, I probably end up getting like half the amount of calories on a travel day or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and tend to be a little crankier on travel days when I'm not being, I'm not like really nurturing myself or just like, or maybe it's a a really busy day and I, Mm -hmm. I, I neglected to eat, as, you know, eat all my meals, and I'm. What do you know? At the end of the day, I'm. You know, don't want to talk to anyone or something, and you know, so those are really good. That's like a really, really good, easy one to check in with, and and now I love it too now because now me and my wife are able to laugh at it and laugh at each other. Like you need money, you need food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you're hungry. You're, like, you're like yeah. yeah, and you're like damn, yeah, you're right, <laughs> like you're right so true. and um you know so we don't like it doesn't start any arguments and the blood the blood work helped out so much with that because it mm. was just like oh that's that's the problem mm. you know it's not it's not not my wife it's well, just
1: not eating enough and not eating enough carbs and yeah <laughs> it's it's insane Oh, it's so good. It's so great to talk to someone actually, too, who's just done the whole paleo, keto, low carb, and then transitioned into it. Because I think a lot of people that follow me have done that and they're transitioning, which is awesome. But um, um, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on the podcast. It was so awesome just to actually finally connect with you and have a chat. You're awesome. I'm sure your wife is so awesome, too. What's your baby's name?
0: Star. Oh,
1: that's the coolest name ever.
2: Yeah, so, her name is uh,
1: star dancer
0: yeah i um what a name if you get i don't know if you got got a couple minutes, but cool story um, my wife and i i'm not advocating for anyone to do this by the way, <sighs> but um, my wife and I went in uh, into the jungle of Peru a couple years ago, and we it was kind of like a bucket list experience for us. Um, we wanted to <laughs> we wanted to try ayahuasca. I'm not sure if you ever heard of that before. Um, but it's a it's a psychedelic um brew made from these vines in the in the jungle and uh it has DMT in it. DMT it has yeah, these psychedelic properties and so we drink we drink it and um in and, and my vision I was introduced to my child and they introduced me uh, to it. It wasn't in body yet, but they're like this people that I was envisioning these two human, human people. And they said, here's your, uh, here's your child star. And they gave me the date of her uh, arrival. And um, it was, yeah, it was spot on. It, and, uh, a year, a year from the date that I had that vision is, uh, the day that we found out we were pregnant Oh, that's and, so cool! Uh, and then the baby was born on the, uh, on the exact date that they gave to me, uh. kind of trippy. Uh, I don't really know what to think of all that. Um, but I just know that I experienced it and, uh, it was, it was pretty wild. That was the that was just the good part of it. The other there was some other really it, other things about it that didn't really in the long run maybe make it <laughs> worth the trip. <laughs> we ended up leaving this um, leaving the the center that we were at and we were like fuck that like let's go <laughs> let's go to Machu Picchu um, <laughs> like we it wasn't for us um, to say the least. But um, yeah, that's where we came up with Star. But yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. But, uh, you know, yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm it, sure
1: we it, could. It's, it's I, like- I'm sure we could talk for hours. I, uh, like I said before, made the mistake. I really need to like book out double the amount of time when I do these podcasts because I end up talking to the person for like an hour before, and then I'm like, shit, we're gonna do the podcast because I have got another call at bloody ten thirty. But you know, I yeah, I do it. I do it every time because I like to have a chat.
0: All right. Well, um, then um, I would like to hope that be on my show and I i'd love your to story. come
1: on your show i'd love to come on your show
0: and chat again awesome i will uh i'll send you uh i'll send you some information we'll get it booked um, good. thank you for your time uh like i said absolute honor and privilege to get to uh to chat with you and uh just thank you for all the work that you're doing and thank you for this opportunity
1: well, thanks for coming on and sharing your awesome story. Hopefully it will inspire some people who are struggling with their health and doing all the crazy stuff to, you know, eat some more carbs and <laughs> just be happier and hornier and <laughs> wake up with big <laughs> big boners, you know. <laughs> Mate, you're not waking up with a big boner. You're not happy. True. Um, uh-uh. But thanks so much, Sam, and I'll drop all Sam's information below. So if people want to go and follow him on Instagram, they can uh, go and cool. follow him and check out this big jack beast. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sam.
2: Bye.